I'm Mary. And I'm Velma. This is the Wicked Cruel Podcast, episode 16. Episode, sure, question mark, hard question mark. I literally on mine, <laughs> so normally when I save it on my laptop, I'm like, episode, you know, whatever. And I literally wrote episode IDK. Because <laughs> I was like, I have no idea. I, we've had some technical difficulties and then just personal stuff. Listen, but we're um, back. Yes, we are back. I, uh, I've been dealing with some stuff with my family. We lost my sweet nephew who was 20. And so needed a little bit of time for that and then going through some other stuff. So I really appreciate Vilma and her husband and my husband, Aaron. They've just kind of made sure this kept going. And then there was a technical difficulty last two weeks ago. And then last week it just didn't happen. We didn't even bother. Yeah. <laughs> we just... <laughs> But we're back, reunited. And it feels so good, but I am a fucking mess, y'all. Like, my mental health is uh, crashing and burning, but I'm getting it taken care of, so we're good. That's what matters. Yes, yeah, mental health awareness. Everybody, I'm I'm big on that, and uh, it's okay not to be okay, but I have dearly missed the podcast. Like, I look forward to this. It's something that gives me a lot of joy. Um and I missed it. So I'm really glad yeah. to be back in it. It was, it took me a while to actually like research my story. Like I could not get the motivation. And then once I did, it was like, right. That was supposed to be that sound. I was doing a typing motion and I don't know what <laughs> keyboard sounds like. That. <laughs> I'm stupid. Oh God. Anyway. So bear with us. This is my first time back in a month and uh, it's going to be, we'll see. It might be great. might be a fucking shit show. So it hello. Won't be. Hello, if you're just tuning in and this is your very first time listening, welcome. <laughs> Sorry. Uh <laughs> we are a true crime podcast. Yes, mostly true crime. Some other weird stuff in there. Urban legends, conspiracies. Witchy. Witchy stuff. Witchy stuff, stuff right. Mafave. But <laughs> all right. So, I mean, I don't have any notes. Normally I start it with some notes or something. But since I haven't been here, I don't have anything. Um, yeah, you're usually like the captain of the pirate ship. And I'm just like pulling the sails, lowering girl, the anchor. I'm like the <laughs> parrot at this point. I don't even know what I am. <laughs> I don't. Well, <laughs> as long as you keep us afloat. That's <laughs> That's what matters. I just I don't even know at this point. Um, all right. So it is your turn to tell us a story. So Yes, it is. And I, I have a story. And I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited. Okay. I mean I'm not excited. It's a terrible story. All right. So I wanted to kind of hit the ground running. Um I found a story about a serial killer in Warwick. Rhode Island, and I really wasn't super familiar with this. Honestly, I feel like every time I talk, I'm like, I'm, it's somebody I didn't know. Oh, my God. And then I'm like, oh, I know everybody. And then <laughs> so many that I actually don't. Um, so, okay. So, on in July, excuse me, of 1987, a 27-year-old mother of two, Rebecca Spencer, was found stabbed to death in her living room. Um, and again, we are in Warwick, Rhode Island, and she was stabbed somewhere around 58 to 60 times with a packing knife. Um, wow. 
Yeah. And obviously police began investigating like right away. Um, but her case actually went unsolved for about two more years after she was found. Um, and then on September 4th, 1989, so two years later, 39-year-old Joan Heaton and her daughters, uh, Jennifer, who was 10, and Melissa, who was 8, were all found stabbed to death in their home. Um, and they were found by Joan's mother, Marie, and her sister, Mary Lou. Um, and Joan was stabbed 57 times. And she was also bludgeoned and strangled. Um, oh, and it's pretty bad. So Melissa, the youngest victim who was eight, she was stabbed with such force that the blade actually broke off in her neck. Um, and I mean, she's eight, like tiny little sweet angel yeah. baby. And you know what I mean? It's just awful. And so her skull was also bashed in with a kitchen stool. Um, Jeez. yeah. And both of the little girls, um, both Jennifer and Melissa, they were stabbed approximately 30 times a piece. And I mean, they're just children, just kids. Yeah. Um, so several knives were also missing from the home, which investigators thought that was really odd. Um, and some of the knives that they knew from like the butcher block and stuff that were used in the stabbings, they were not there. So they knew that somebody had taken them. Um, and obviously investigators were shocked at the brutality of these crimes, like especially since two of the victims were so young. I mean, it's a brutal crime anyway if you, find, you know, stumble upon a murder scene or anything like that. But, I mean, the murder of two little children, like that's – you don't come back Yeah, that, whenever kids are involved, it's always yeah. just even – more terrible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but because of the brutality, they decided to call in the FBI to assist in the case. And FBI profiler Greg McCrary um, probably just completely butchered that, but was too lazy to actually look up how to spell or how to pronounce that. Um, but he was assigned to the case. And he actually came up with a profile that said it was somebody who lived in the neighborhood. Um, and then he's actually the one that put put it together that Joan's murder was also connected to Rebecca Spencer's murder from two years earlier because uh, the weapons that were used were both already in the homes and um, they were actually only something like five houses away from each other or something. And so location, yeah, weapon, super close and also proximity. didn't you say the first woman was stabbed like 50 something mm -hmm. times? So that's similar to. Yes. Yeah. And when he was looking at these cases, he was like, OK, like this is too, too close. It has to be, you know, it has to be the same. Um, and so on September 5th, 1989, this is just one day after Joan and her daughter's bodies were found. These two detectives, um, Ray Pendergast and Mark Brandreth were driving in the neighborhood and they came across this 15 year old boy named Craig Price and detective Pendergast. Um, he had actually coached Greg, Craig, not Greg, Craig with a C, excuse me. Um, he had actually coached him a few years before, so he's pretty familiar with him, just a neighborhood kid. Um, but they had actually noticed a large cut on Craig's hand. And when they asked him, you know, what is that? They uh, He was like, oh, I did it vandalizing a car. 
And they were like, wait, he like admitted yeah, to vandalizing a car? Yeah, well, okay. and that it literally immediately was like, ooh, red flag. And it right. caused suspicion because they were like, why would a 15 year old kid admit to vandalizing a car? Like, yeah. like something's weird. But again, he's only 15. And this was still two years after the first one. And he would have been 13. So they were like, oh, no. So too young. Yeah. But um, then they realized that he lived in the exact same neighborhood as both of the victims. And so they were like, you know what? Shits and giggles. Let's just take a closer look at him. You know, probably won't find anything, but we, we should follow this anyway. So the other detectives told Pendergast and Brand- Brandreth that, like, they were wasting their time. They were like, he was too young. He would have only been 13 at the time of Rebecca's murder. But the two men were pretty, they were pretty in agreement that, like, you know, something's weird here. There's something off. I don't think that they necessarily thought that he had done anything, but they thought maybe he knew who did or maybe he had some small part is kind of what their gut was telling them. They were like, he is connected in some way. So Craig had already had a long history with police. Um, His offenses included breaking and entering, theft, peeping, and drugs. Um, And he was also known to have a really bad and violent temper. So, and he was only 15, yeah, so, that's shocking. Yeah, and I didn't do a really deep dive um, into Craig's home life. And I didn't, like the neighborhood, it wasn't necessarily, it was kind of lower middle class. Um, but I, you know, you're welcome to dive further into what makes people who they are. So. I'm going to guess he did not come from a very like stable mm-hmm. household. Just I, a guess. yeah. Yeah, something. Well, and he also ran with a pretty bad crowd that was known for breaking in people's homes and things like that. Um, So Craig and his parents were asked to come to the police station to be interviewed. And he took a polygraph test um, about the cut on his hand. And it was obvious that he was lying about something and he completely failed the polygraph. But it still wasn't enough to place him at the crime at the crime scenes. So investigators had to let Craig leave, um, but they started interviewing his acquaintances and they all quickly uh, just sold Craig out. And they said that Craig had actually been bragging about killing Rebecca Spencer two years before to several people. So this was enough um, to get a search warrant of his house And while executing the search warrant, police actually found a trash bag in the backyard. And in that trash bag was bloody knives um, and some bloody clothes, gloves, and a few other items. And immediately they tested it and they knew, okay, these are the same, you know, this is the blood, it matches, all of this. So they knew that it was the same knives um, that were used in the murders. So that you know, the smoking gun. That was all that they needed. So they were finally able to arrest him. And when he knew he had been caught, he, he had no problem telling them what happened. Um, and I'm going to actually read an excerpt from an article by a woman named Rachel bell. And I found this on murderpedia. I'm not sure what the original publication is. Um, Mm -hmm. but her name is Rachel bell. And in her article, she says that He claimed that he walked through the residence looking for items to steal. Um, He didn't realize that 
that when he broke the window, when he broke into the residence, that it had awakened Joan and she walked into the kitchen. And when she spotted Craig, um, she turned on the light and in a state of panic, Craig said that he grabbed Joan and then beat and strangled her. And Joan's screams actually woke up the children who then stumbled out of their beds into the hallway. Melissa, the eight-year-old, she ran to the kitchen to call the police, but Craig overpowered her. And Craig said that he tackled the girls to the floor and then went to the kitchen to grab some knives and begin to stab them all. Um, During the attack, one of the girls actually bit Craig's hand, which made him really mad. So in a fit of rage, he bit the girl back on the face. And mm-hmm. and he also bit Joan. And it says, moreover, he smashed the youngest girl's head with a stool when she continued to struggle against him, which he said that he didn't expect all three to put up such a fight. Um, he said, but they finally succumbed to their succumbed to their injuries. Damn. Mm-hmm. So when police asked him about Rebecca Spencer, He was able to give them another detailed account, um, which was actually really similar to the first one. He broke in, you know, to steal and she found him and she was actually packing because she was moving out of the neighborhood because she felt like the neighborhood wasn't safe anymore. So that's why she had a packing knife. So um, but in all of this, he was just able to, like, tell them nonchalantly and he showed no remorse. (laughs) That's just wrong. I feel like, mm -hmm. okay, if you're going in to steal something, you don't just flip a switch and then stab someone 50 times. And mind you, you, he was 13 when he killed Rebecca Spencer. Like, and 15, I mean, I don't know. I had anger issues when I was like young and stuff, but I mean, I never, I would have hurt myself before I hurt somebody else. Exactly. I'm doing like weird little throat gurgles because I'm drinking soda. <laughs> Sorry if I'm picking it up. I have no idea. Every time I Can say something like the alphabet? that, girl, you'd be shocked at what this mouth can do with burps. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I was walking into something I couldn't take back. And so yeah, I was like, what that mouth do? What that mouth do with burps? I'm sorry. Let me be very clear. <laughs> you know, I can't burp. Right? You can't burp? No. That's a not on command. That's a not what? Yeah. I asked my mama about it. She said when I was little I wouldn't burp either. Like I mean I can fart, but I can't. You can burp. fart on command? <laughs> no. Oh. I was well, like maybe. <laughs> I was like, that's dangerous talent. game. Yeah. <laughs> turtle, turtle. <laughs> Oh my god! No, Wait. you just like how is sucking. how are you talking about this? No, I don't give a fuck. Um. Right before the podcast, Vilma was like, "Hey, I'm ready," and she was like, "But sorry, I was in the bathroom," and I was like, "Well, I'm pooping now." So, <laughs> oh, lord. oh lord, oh listen, I heard it. Okay, so back to your story. Yes, this, first of all, Mary, this is a really heavy story. Like, yes. kids, you know that, that always. I probably should have. I probably should have thrown out like a trigger warning, but I'm. You can put it at the beginning of the thing episode. <laughs> I'll put it in the. Yeah, I'll put it in the podcast notes. Um, no, but it's just sad. 
It is sad. Well, something and so, was wrong with Craig. Absolutely. Well, and because he was only 15 at the time of his arrest, Rhode Island law, um, they said that they could only keep him till the age of 21 and that they couldn't keep him past that. So wait, what? Uh-huh. Yeah. So like down here, you can, you know, in Texas, like kids can be tried as adults if it's like heinous right. crimes like that. Well, in Rhode Island at this time, um, and mind you, this was in the late 80s. This right. They could not keep a um, killer, I guess, if they were under the a certain age. And since he was so young when he committed the crimes, they couldn't keep him past the age of 21 because he wasn't 16 yet. He got arrested. Wow. Uh-huh. He committed the murders just a few days before his 16th birthday. But I'm like, he murdered four fucking people, two little kids, all four mm-hmm. in an awful way. And he's going to serve a few years in like a, you know, juvenile detention center. And then he's going to get out to go obviously murder more people. So did he get out? I'll tell you. So because he had such a bad temper, he continuously got in trouble um, and he kept assaulting prison guards and he kept getting time added to his sentence. So it was like, I mean, I didn't even add all of that in here because it was thing after thing after thing and assaulting prison guards and assaulting other prisoners and things like that. So finally, um, at the end, he, he is still in jail but his projected release date is February of 2022. So less than a year from now, he is projected Whoa. to get out. Yeah. And I mean, God, like I wrote, I was like murdering someone's awful, but the brutality of these murders and the fact that it was two children, like that just makes it so much worse. I yeah. mean, I don't care how old he was at the time of the murders. Like to me, he should have just got life automatically. And I mean, that's just my opinion, but I don't even care. Like yeah. I get maybe not giving a 15 year old, the death penalty, which I mean, again, this Texas, you know, I support the death penalty as long as there is 100% the knowing that they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's no question, like, pff, you know, you know, my opinion, I'm crazy. Um, I also don't have a lot You're of emotions. executing people in your I head. I don't have a lot of emotions <laughs> right now. So <laughs> I think, I think it's the opposite. I, I think you have all the emotions. All the emotions. I might. I might, you know, Vilma. I mean, I'm pretty. I'm a pretty open book. I was spiraling a little. I think I worried Vilma there for a minute. So I understatement. <laughs> She's like, "Is Mary still in there?" And I'm like, "I'm here, surprise!" Hey, I was like, "Mary, if the real you is in there, tell me something only the real Mary would know." I'm just kidding. Oh, invasion of the body snatchers. That's such a boomer I... thing to say. <laughs> Did you say boomer thing to say? I feel like my mom is always like, oh my God, it's like the invasion of the body snatchers. I don't know who this person is that's talking to me right now, but it's not the person <laughs> I raised. <laughs> <sighs> what? I just heard something outside of the window. Listen, bitch, you need to calm the fuck down. I oh, am you not know kidding. what? Hey, tell all of our people listening what the fuck happened with the damn walkie talkies this week. Oh, yeah. All of the people listening. The many. All you listen. Listen. Aaron, when he edits the <laughs> podcast. Okay. Um, My story's done, by the way. And finito. Wait. That's it? Yeah, he's getting out in February 2022. Hopefully not. Well, 
hopefully he doesn't keep up the good behavior and then he gets more years. Oh, yeah, I'm to sure. To be stuck in there. Hopefully. Hopefully. I need to look up a picture of him real quick. What's his name? Craig Price? Craig Price. I think it's like Craig the Iron Man Price. He just looks like you a little baby. You know it's a sound that I love? Hmm. A keyboard clacking. I like I that too. And I bought my laptop for work whenever, or well, it was really for uh, grad school. And I bought it because I, it had like the clacking that I liked. I like went and yeah. like, that was the final thing. I didn't understand anything about like the Intel core processor or anything. <laughs> I just was like, oh, I really like the sound of this keyboard. <laughs> so I feel yeah. you on that one completely. Yeah, I like the sound of a keyboard clacking. I like high heels, mm-hmm. how they sound. Um, a lot of other sounds. I Laughter. Like, I like leaves. <laughs> I like leaves crunching. Oh, I like yeah. I like wind and the cool autumn air. No, just <laughs> <laughs> long walks on the beach. Long, walk, long walks on the beach. Long, uh, long walks to the kitchen for pizza. I had pizza <laughs> for dinner, so that's on my mind. Yum. It was good. It was Papa John's. But you know what? So I love Papa John's, but I was with one of my friends the other day and they were telling me how Papa John's like was racist and all this stuff. So now I feel like I'm enabling racism when I eat Papa John's and I'm so not okay with that. So I think now I'm going to have to like do, I need to do some research. I haven't done a lot of research. I need to do some research though. How is Papa John's racist? I just said I need to do some research. I don't know. Oh, okay. I love it. It's my I, go-to. Yes, same. It's the only one that delivers to our fucking house. So I think there was an issue with Papa, Papa John. John. Papa John. <laughs> Godfather. Pizza Godfather. Um, yeah, because he was like canceled or something. And then he's back. Mm, I don't know, but I'm going to have to. All I know, this is, I saw something on Chris D'Elia's podcast about him being back. So, well, but Chris D'Elia was canceled for a little bit. So I don't know who that is. So, oh, don't look him up. Okay. (laughs) You, I don't think you'll like him. Well, maybe, I don't know. Is he Republican? No. Oh, Okay. Let people live, Mary. People are entitled to their own opinion. Yes, but I don't have to be their friend. You're nice. I'm not. Girl, listen, you fucking know, y'all, my, the fucks given are none at this point in my life. None. Don't care what people think. Don't care what, I mean, I care what comes out of my mouth. Like, I don't want to make anybody feel like too bad. Then I'll, I'll feel sad and bad. So I guess I'm trying to be hard, but I'm really not. So I'll just stop talking. <laughs> okay, Marshmallow. <laughs> That's how I'd love to describe myself. Ever since episode one, you said that. We are. Yeah. Oh, the fucking walkie-talkies, girl. Let's get into that. Those That is terrifying. I want you to talk about it. I see you trying to avoid it. Um, Vilma has a ghost. I think I gave, and it's a, it's a gift for me, so I'm 100% sure. I think I passed my ghost to Vilma and her children. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Sorry, it's hard to talk into this mic because I can hear myself, but I hear myself like lagged or delayed oh. a little bit. So it's really throwing me off. 
And maybe that's why my voice sounds a little bit weird. I don't know if you've noticed a difference. No. Maybe I'll just take these out. Okay. Wait, no, that'll be the same thing. (laughs) Then you can. And then I won't be able to hear you. Okay. So Mary gave us a set of Spider-Man walkie-talkies. They were a birthday gift for my son for his third birthday. Mm -hmm. And just regular walkie-talkies. We use them from his room to my room, just around the house. And they have like a demo mode, off mode, and then on. So we usually just keep them on demo mode because it has like Spider-Man sayings that it, I don't know, sling a web or (laughs) the bad guys went that way. Anyway, so the other day we were playing with them like on the regular mode and one of them was up by the entertainment center Mm -hmm. and then it just started talking it was a woman's voice like a soft woman's voice (laughs) yes she was like whispering and i was like okay let's turn that off i was on the phone i was on the phone with you Yeah. yeah we were on the phone and i heard the like fear in her voice and i was like what is happening right now use your words and then she told me and I then couldn't. she put me on speaker. i couldn't find my words yeah no she put me on speaker so i could hear and i could hear like this weird like very soft like breathing and very soft like woman like ghostly voice and I was like bitch you better take the batteries out you better burn them I was like I know I gave those to y'all but I will not be offended if you throw them away well I was trying to rationalize it and you know sometimes you catch other channels Mm -hmm. on walkie talkies things like yeah like I used to work retail at Target and we had walkies and sometimes we would get like truckers Mm -hmm. saying stuff so but this was different because It was like a woman whispering. Mm. So that was pretty freaky. But then I like turned it off, put it away. I told my mom and then she said, oh, yesterday when you guys were out, we were, I don't remember where we went, but she said, I was walking by Ollie's room and I could hear voices coming from his room, from one of his toys. So I went in there and I tried looking for the toy and I couldn't find it, but it was little kids or a woman's voice coming from one of the toys. Mm. So it must have been the walkie. Well, didn't she say it sounded like a doll voice? <laughs> like Isn't a that... doll voice or kids? Yeah. yeah. See, like, mm, not okay with that. Like, yeah, pretty freaky. <laughs> that's terrifying. Not, No, it's yeah. like terrifying. And I haven't had any ghostly things like since I guess the last time I talked to everybody and like the weird radio. So, yeah. So now I I have it. Yeah. Now you have my ghost. I'm so glad. So, well, I turned off the walkies and I put them away. I didn't throw them away. You just have to at that point. Like that point, it's just it's like the Furbies when those things would start like that. Like you just couldn't. You had to take the batteries out. And then, like I swear to God, some of them would still talk without batteries. And, and it's just like, nope, this just needs to go in the trash. No, it's not no, worth no, no. it. It's not worth so it. So this is my fear. I need to be able to see the walkie talkies. Like mm-hmm. I need to know where they are. If I throw them away. Or like try to destroy them. My fear is that I'll walk into Ollie's room mm-hmm. and I'll see the walkie-talkies. <laughs> like they came back. Or like, yes, <laughs> that's my fear. I am more afraid of that that's because so- then you can't explain that. That doesn't. 
that's not super rational. <laughs> I've like, seen Jumanji, okay? When you try to get rid of the board game, it comes back. You hear the drums? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I love Jumanji. I do too. <laughs> I would play. I would you risk my life. Yeah, <laughs> I would play Jumanji. I just won't play with a Ouija board in that weird. Okay, I was about to say the same thing. I won't. I do not mess with Ouija boards. Never have. Never in my life have I messed with a Ouija board. I have so much weird witchy shit in my house, but like Ouija boards are where I draw the line. That that terrifies me. Because it's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think I'm talking to somebody dead. I think I'm talking to a demon that's about to like jump it down my fucking throat. And no, thank yep. you. No, nope. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. especially right now, like when you're vulnerable and like you're already in bad like mental health and stuff. I'm like, oh, heck no, not today. Not strong soon. enough to handle that. No, because at this point, I'll just be like, you know what? Fuck it. What's one more thing? Come on. <laughs> like, <laughs> the quicker you do this, the quicker possess me. Let's get it done. And then I can like, you know, get the priest, move on with my life. God, I, just need it. I go back to school on August 4th. So it just needs to happen before then. Oh, my God. That's that's coming up. Let me see. Yeah. And guess what? I have professional development all day on Wednesday in July. This coming Wednesday. Professional development all day. On the 21st? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks after that, you go back to school. Yep. Damn. I'm not ready. My summer has just gone to fucking shit. So, I mean, honestly, it's not the worst thing, like, because when I'm not at school like I get insomnia and then like I just sit there with my thoughts and it's really bad and so when I can dive into work and I can just completely throw myself into that like to me that's when I have better mental health because I mean granted it's kind of masking everything but it still gives me something to do that makes sense yeah so do you have a mini for us this week yeah (laughs) you do I do (laughs) You sound so, so excited. excited. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, I do. Um, Your ears sorry, are really messing with you, right? Yes. I see you I messing with them. I hear myself. Okay. So I took out the headphone. I guess I just won't listen to your reaction. Okay. <laughs> I'll be talking to myself. Um, so my mini for the week is the urban legend of the bunny man. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it originated in the 1970s in Fairfax County, Virginia. And there are stories of a person dressed in a bunny rabbit costume mm-hmm. wielding an axe. That is scary. So, yeah. <laughs> but kind of cute. I don't know. Mm-mm. It's a bunny rabbit. Mm-mm. And it just makes me think of Easter. <laughs> Donnie Darko. I love Donnie Darko. I was about to say that. Yeah. So that's what I was picturing when I was reading this. Um, The first incident happened in October 1970 when Robert Bennett and his fiancee were visiting family in the city of Burke. It was around midnight and they were heading home from a football game, but decided to stop and visit an uncle that lived nearby. So they parked in a field on the side of the road. Um, it was called Guinea Road. Okay. The uncle lived right across the street from where they were parked. So before they got out of the car, the motor was still running. And they're sitting in the car. And all of a sudden, they notice something moving outside the rear window. So 
I would have died. So I just would have been like, did you see that? Today. Oh my God. <laughs> we will not survive. Yeah. So it's dark. It's midnight. Um, they saw something moving. And then moments later, the front window, the passenger window shatters. And there's like a man dressed all in white with what looked like bunny ears. And he was yelling at them that they were trespassing. So quickly, Robert Bennett peeled out of there, you know, mm-hmm. skirt. And as they were driving away, they realized that down on the car floor where the pieces of broken window were, there was also a hatchet. So, so scary. the attacker had smashed the window with the hatchet and they Mm-mm. kept it because it was in the car. Mm-mm. So they went to the police and made a report. Robert Bennett described the man as wearing a white suit with long bunny ears. But his fiance said that the assailant did not have bunny ears, that instead it was some sort of white hood mm-hmm. that kind of looked like it was. But I mean... When you're that scared, you probably imagine things. Absolutely. Then the second reported sighting was 10 days later on the same Guinea Road. Um, This time it was reported by a security security guard named Paul Phillips. Paul was working as a security guard there because there was new home construction. Um, So... It's like new builds. Mm-hmm. So I'm imagining how it looks around your neighborhood yes. right now with all the like skeletons, just the yes. frames of the houses. Mm-hmm. And while he's paroling the area, he noticed a man standing on the porch of one of the unfinished houses. Mm-mm. And Paul described this man as wearing a gray, black and white bunny costume, about 20 years old, five foot eight and around 175 pounds. So as Paul approached him, the bunny man started chopping at a porch post with a long-handled axe saying, you are trespassing. If you come any closer, I'll chop off your head. So just like Robert Bennett, Paul Phillips got his butt out of there (laughs) and then filed a report to the police, obviously. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, both incidents were looked into, but the investigations were eventually closed for lack of evidence. In the weeks following the incidents, more than 50 people contacted the police claiming to have seen the bunny man. The Washington Post even reported that the bunny man had eaten a man's runaway cat. Oh my god! I don't know how they would know that. Right. But... So rumors were flying. Yeah. You know. Sure. Um, most stories are said to have occurred around Colchester overpass, which looks like a little tunnel. It's an overpass, a train has train tracks over the top of it. Um, and it is sometimes referred to as bunny man bridge. So because of the sightings of the bunny man at this location, Colchester overpass, um, a lot of people go to visit it around Halloween time. Because it's like fun yeah. to go and see. Uh, not fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> it says paranormal enthusiasts and curiosity seekers are the ones that go there. <laughs> that would be you. Yeah, that, that's not you. No. Hard pass. No. 
I like to read about it and like watch it from the comfort of my own home. Well, I don't want to go to a place where it happened. Did you see our friend and listener, Kayla? She tagged us in something and was like, if you were with the last podcast you listened to, um, you know, and you were in like a murder plot or something, would you survive? And so, of course, I was like, hell yeah, we would. And then I was like, would we, though? Would we? Well, I've never actually met Kayla, but I feel like she's our friend. You've met her. But yes. <laughs> and I was she's just my like, friend. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, when I read that really got me thinking. And I was like, I don't, I don't think we would. Because one, she's, I would hide. she's pregnant. And she's pregnant. I'm just fat. I'm a scaredy cat. And you're a scaredy cat. <laughs> so, and I don't run. I, and I have exercised. <laughs> I have exercised induced asthma. So I'm not getting far. <laughs> So. Wait, maybe I would run. Feel like I would hide. I feel like you I would, would rather hide. Freeze. I don't know though cuz you're a mom, so I feel like maybe instincts would like kick in like Oh, wait, my kids are with me? No, but like you're like, "Oh, I have to survive for my kids." Oh. I'd be They're like in good hands. <laughs> I'd probably just be like, "You know what? Fuck it. Just make it fast." Oh, God. I'll sacrifice no. myself. Don't give up. I'll just let y'all outrun me. It's like when you, <laughs> I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun you. Like, y'all just go. Oh, have- wait. Are you saying you would sacrifice yourself? I would. Y'all have more to live for. Y'all have kids. What do I have? <laughs> Benji. <laughs> you know what? Benji, bitch is, Jose loyal. Benji is no loyalty to me. He loves everybody. <laughs> So he could as easily go to a different family and be like, this is my home now. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, we would not survive. No. Sorry, Kayla, I lied to you on, on the Instagram. <laughs> so the stories of the bunny man have morphed over the years because there's just a ton of variations and, you know, it's like a game of telephone. Mm-hmm. You hear one thing and then you tell it a little bit differently yes. to your friend. So while I was researching, my favorite version of how it originated was that back in like the early 1900s, just a long time ago, there was an asylum in Fairfax County close to the Colchester Bridge. And then the nearby residents, they didn't want the asylum to be like in their neighborhood. Rude. Right. (laughs) So... They got it shut down and all the patients were taken from that location to another one. And they were taken in a bus. But as they were making their way out of town, the bus swerved and crashed. And all the inmates, not inmates, all the patients were accounted for except for one. Mm. And after the crash, the patient named Douglas Griffin had Mm. disappeared. Weeks passed and rabbit corpses were uh, appearing in the woods, just hanging okay. like, by the tree, yeah. by the trees. And they were gutted. Like someone was eating them. Mm. So people believe that Douglas was surviving off of the bunnies out in the forest. Then one ha- Halloween night. Sorry. Did I say Halloween weird mm-hmm. just now? Okay. It's no. because of the, I don't think, no, no, my... no, you didn't. You said it right. You said <laughs> also, one... English is my second language. So, <laughs> You said one Halloween night. I think it was okay. <laughs> Halloween. One Hallow's Eve. <laughs> Hallow's Eve. Halloweenie. Halloweenie. <laughs> we anyway. said weenie. No. So no, it was no. Ha- <laughs> Halloween night, and a group of kids were hanging around the bridge, just being kids. Mm-hmm. And then later they were found gutted and hanging from the bridge, just like the bunnies in the forest. Douglas Griffin was assumed to be the killer. 
And rumor has it that if you go there on Halloween night, you'll end up like those kids and the bunnies just hanging from the bridge. That got dark real fucking fast. Like, well, it's just a story. There's I no know, proof. I know, I know. And the like, story was debunked we because like, apparently, <laughs> apparently, there was never even an asylum there. Okay. And it's like early 1900s, and they're like, the buses, like, no, that wouldn't have right. made sense. <laughs> right, yeah. So, it's a good story. I don't know about history, so I'm like, okay, they got on a bus. <laughs> if they had said there was a computer on there, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they had GPS. Um, anyway, it's. It's still kind of creepy. I would more believe it's that it's story. like somebody who's lived out there for a long time and they're just like trying to freak people out so that because they don't want like, you know, these houses being built and everything. Right. Because actually where I live, it's been farmland forever. And I mean, I'm super against it, but like I needed to a place to live and that's who was giving me a house. So I mean, like, <laughs> but a lot of the people that have like established houses out here, they were pissed when they started building these neighborhoods and i i get it i mean i'm completely understand if i could go yeah. live on fucking acreages then i 100 percent would but you know i live in a city so i like living around people yeah i said people sorry this thing you're good dude you sound great don't worry about it i'm not i'm okay. not none of this is getting cut out it's all coming in that's fine okay so Vilma and I, we, we're not going to post a TikTok because it might be a, like a voice TikTok. It's not going to be. If y'all saw us right now, first of all, my hair, I just got done. I look like in this camera, I look like Ronald McDonald, like straight up. Vilma looks like you better she smile just, because I'm taking a, a picture. And it's going on our Instagram. Girl, if you don't put a filter on that, I'm going to be I'm so not. upset. No. That's okay. Look, we look super janky. We didn't even try. That's how you can tell. We look Well, I'm at home. We're not even together no, together. No, we're not. We're recording separately. You look right. cute though. You look like you just worked out. I look like I just rolled out of bed, which I basically did cuz I took a long nap. So, <laughs> and then I ate pizza. But Well, good story. I I've love heard pizza. I feel like I've heard the bunny man a lot, but I don't right. feel like I've ever yeah. like really done a deep dive into it that's cool yeah Very and there's cool. a bunny man movie or something i haven't seen okay. it yeah but... i don't think i've seen it the only bunny thing i've ever seen is donnie darko right but and that time... wasn't even about a bunny, bunny really no that was about a kid with mental health issues who saw a bunny or mad. with jake gyllenhaal yes and his sister. He is a good-looking man. Mm, he is not my type. Oh, he is 100% my type. I know he's your type. <laughs> no, he's not. Manny from Good Girls. The, the actor, Manny, whatever his name is. Do you mm. see my eye roll? <laughs> he looks like a cholo. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The neck, the fake neck tattoo. Mm. You want to be a little bit scared, don't you? I mean, you know, I like to live. <laughs> I like to be self-destructive sometimes. <laughs> oh Lord! So anyway, okay. well, I sorry, I'm closing these tabs. Over oh, here. you're fine. Okay. 
I hope everybody enjoyed this. You know, we're going to, I feel like we're having to kind of uh, learn how to walk again a little bit, you know, and because we've been I'm off. here for you. Thank you. I know. Lean on me. I know. You have Aww. been absolutely phenomenal, both with the podcast and as a friend personally. So. Hey, you need to stop that or we're going to cry. <laughs> Girl, I won't cry. I have no emotions. I cried for the I'm first. I'm gonna cry. You'll cry. <laughs> I cried for the first time in my therapist's office on Monday, and it was so refreshing because I had not cried, and I it was basically an hour of me crying. So I basically paid 150 dollars just so I could cry, but that's okay because it made me feel better. So there's cool. scientific reasons for why crying mm-hmm. makes you feel better, right? Yeah, well, I went to Alex's house, you know, last night for a little bit, and she was like, girl, we can, you can come over here, and we can put on a sad Pixar movie, and you can just pretend like it's the movie. And I'm like, honestly, yeah. I might have to do that, because yeah. I, need, I need a little bit more emotion. So Crying is good. Yeah. I feel like I Not on the podcast, though. No, we're not going <laughs> to cry on the podcast. No, we'll never cry on the podcast. It's too awkward. We'll I mean, I might. might. I have a microphone. I have my headphones on. I'm like, this is, crying is not going to happen. But anyway, well, welcome back. It was really good to be back. Yes, it feels a little bit with more you normalcy. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, subscribe, go to our Instagram. Please come say hi. Um, if you have Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anything like that, uh, rate. Give us a good rating, please. Let us know what you love about us. If you hate something, again, don't tell us. I'm going to repeat that. Every time. You can private, like you can message us and let us know and I'll read Slide it. Slide into the DMs. Yeah. And I'll screenshot it. With your hateful it messages. To <laughs> and be like, this motherfucker. But <laughs> anyway, um, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. See you guys. Bye-bye.